everybody to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wigel, and I'm joined today for the second time on the podcast by Melissa... Oh, third time on the podcast by Melissa Shocked. You hear her every week in the Mel Drop. She's back in the studio giving her opinions on some stuff today. Melissa, how are you doing? How's it going? How you been? It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, so nice to be uh, here again. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Thanks. That's good to hear. The entire Split Six audience has been waiting anxiously for your next arrival. Uh, I don't remember the first time you were on. If you, this is the third time. It must have been a it's year ago. The third. Um, I think the first was maybe about a year ago, and then the second was uh, maybe spring. I see it, the Lost Dune beer up there. So that was the second time? That was, yes, the second time, though. Yeah. Which would have been January. According to my knowledge of where they are. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds right. I'm not sure where what the first one was, but how do you feel about being on these podcasts? Uh, definitely uh, doesn't feel natural for my, <laughs> uh, you know, my personal instincts, but I like it. It's um, it's it's fun. Good excuse to yeah. drink some beer. So that too. What are we drinking tonight, Mel? Uh, so we're having um, Fresh Squeeze IPA by um, Deschutes Brewery. I think in, it's pronounced Deschutes. Uh, nope. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Um, and that's from, you said, uh, Oregon? Yep. It's a brewery in Bend, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like this beer. Um, I order a lot at bars. It's you know pretty readily available. Mm-hmm. Um, really refreshing um and just a good like palatable ipa i think and the this can is awesome i don't think i've ever seen like this um fresh illustration squeeze in a can before yeah it's really cool it has um like a hops uh flower kind of looks like a, an artichoke and then it's um in between two wooden screws with some juice dripping out of the bottom. It's freshly getting squeezed right out of there <laughs> yep. to give us 6.4% alcohol and 60 IBUs. And we're back to drinking out of a can here. This is only the third can, I believe, on the podcast. First one since uh, Elysian. So let's crack these open, give them a taste, and describe it exactly like you just did. <laughs> we're drinking out of glasses today, too. Yeah. I wish everybody could see my um, fantastic pouring job. You are doing pretty good over there, better than yeah. me. Well, I'm doing fine, guys. Trust me. I've Usually you're of beers. a little hasty about it, I think. Well, you know, the only thing time I get upset is when my beer explodes on me every time I open it. I was doing that for quite a while. Yeah, and one of our um, bottle openers out there is uh, just always a mess. Oh, the one by the the one we use? The one that's like all on a board. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Happy split six. <laughs> Mm, so good it is really good and you know it's impressive because i mean i don't think i've heard of a different kind of deschutes beer or deschutes beer um and it's all the way in oregon and it's you can get this everywhere too yeah like i've had it in phoenix and wherever and it's always at the store so yeah it's it tastes like pretty fruity like citrusy i like those ipas that are citrusy because i've been leaning towards like sours lately and this is a little more in that direction, mm-hmm. you know, a little, I don't know, more acidic maybe. 
probably wrong word, but yeah, I almost picked out this beer by Fat or Bel- New Belgium that was like lemon and something tart. Oh, really? Ale. And I was like, I don't know if I could handle that. Yeah, it wasn't a sour; it was an ale. It might have been a sour. It was. I think it was. It may have been called sweet and sour, which throws it off. Ooh. That sounds pretty gross, actually. <laughs> yeah, you should get a um, a ghost. A ghost? Have you had? You've had a ghost, right? Probably I'm sure one of mine. I have. Yeah. It that's like. They like the zebra one. Um. Yeah, I think that is one, but most of them don't taste like that. That one is so like fruit tastes like a Jolly Rancher or something. But most of them are. People say it tastes like like sweat or feet or something. I yeah. I like it. Sounds. It's, <laughs> it's called Ghost. It sounds like it tastes like sweat or feet. Yeah, I want to get. Beer number one. Sport. What did you want to get? Um. I was saying I try to get as far away from stouts or porters as possible, and I think a ghost is, you know, other side of the spectrum. So yeah, uh, I like it. Just with give me those IPAs. That's why almost every <laughs> beer on this podcast has been an IPA. Yeah. Maybe this winter yes. we'll get into some of those uh, breakfast stouts and whatnot. Yeah, I think you just have like probably how we did when we started drinking beer and everything else like you just have to drink it and then you know get an appreciation for it but mm. it's so hard to do that yeah i don't because we were at founders over the weekend me and you mm-hmm. uh in grand rapids and we were just thinking like we real, both really don't like any of these uh big oatmeal or like chocolatey, chocolatey banana yeah but then we were also thinking like i don't i remember not liking ipas at first and now i I'm obsessed with them, but anyways, um, sports. So Mel, everything we knew about the Lions has changed with one game. The Lions <laughs> defeated the Patriots handily at home on Sunday Night Football in a game I went to with shout out to Paul. Never been on the podcast, but eventually. And top five games I've been to as a Lions fan at Ford Field. It was great. It was amazing. Um, I know you didn't watch the game. I did listen to it. At work, someone had it playing like on a radio off their phone. Mm. So <clears throat> I listened to it um, almost the whole time, I would say. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. why don't like, you go ahead and give it a recap? <laughs> um, at one point, they had three points. And then at another point, they had 13 points. I remember that era <laughs> for that time. Um, and then they won. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the details. I think I don't remember the remember in the Tom Brady era the Lions beating the Patriots. I guess I should could look that up, but I don't want to. But um, what did you say? You don't remember the Lions being the Patriots? I don't ever remember because they well they only play every four years. Mm-hmm. So Tom Brady's been a starter since or since two thousand eleven, or sorry two thousand one. Uh, math, math, math. What's that like? Since 2001. How many How many years is that? 17 years? Yeah. Oh, that has a 7 17 divided... Oh. What's 17 divided by 4? Uh, 3... Or wait, 4.25? Okay, so this is only the fourth meeting they've had then? Since then? Uh, fourth or fifth? Yeah. And I don't think oh, they've won any. So the Lions got a, got a big win against a struggling Patriots team. But it was what's more impressive with uh, them winning is how they won and how it was never in question the game because we led the entire time. We they couldn't do anything. They couldn't get anything going, and uh, we just marched down the field slowly and slowly for each of our drives. So we, 
the time of time of possession, which refers to when the offense of each team has the ball, was vastly slanted to our side. So everything you heard me say about the Lions last week, throw that away. Oh my They're back. God. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. We're going to the Super Bowl, fourteen and two. It's going to be a fun ride from here on out. Just kidding. <laughs> in all likelihood, it's somewhere in the middle. It wasn't as bad as the first two games, and it wasn't as good as this game. Yeah. But the important thing is our season is not over now because of this win. That's, yeah, no, that's good. So um, so Tom Brady was starting during that game. Yes. Right? He's so, always starting. He what? He's always starting. Yeah. Well, unless he was injured or something. Correct, you know? yeah. Um, shows how much I paid attention. I didn't even have Tom Brady, <laughs> most famous football player, was playing. <laughs> I assume, but you know. um, so besides, like, regardless of how the Lions played, and you know, um, uh, what's the quarterback's name? Stafford. Matt yeah, Stafford. Uh, what what was going on with the Patriots last week? That if why they weren't performing? Well, here are some <laughs> theories. Um, so you know our head coach Matt Patricia. Yep. He last year he was the defensive coordinator for the Patriots. Okay. So a theory is that he knows Bill Belichick better than any other coach, and he knew kind of what he, or presumed what he was going to do against the team, and then mitigated it. So, um, so that would mean that like the time. So that would mean like with when the Lions were doing well and the Patriots were doing bad during the game, was it like a lot of fumbles on the Patriots? Like oh they're just like choking, or did it seem like they were just lucking out and it just you know, seemed they like they were there when they needed to be there? Like you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It seemed like the Lions' defense, which uh, until this game had been like the worst defense against the run, but our players who aren't that good on defense, filled their gaps and plugged up holes and they couldn't run. They went three and out to start the game, which means you get the ball. You have like you have four tries to get a first down, but you always punt on the fourth, so you three tries. And so they went three tries, didn't get couldn't get ten yards twice in a row. And we scored, I think, on both the times we got the ball back, which mm-hmm. put you off a really bad start. That's why the time of pos- time of possession was so much in our favor. Um the receivers weren't open and when they were they were dropping balls um tom brady had time to throw it seemed like he just what's weird is our i think our rushing defense is worst in the league or at least top five worst bottom five worst but our pass defense is best in the league so means quarterbacks are getting all this time to throw but no one's open because our corners and our defensive backs are just covering the receivers very well Mm -hmm. but we're not so if we had a pass rush man our defense could be legendary but we don't which is maybe why we probably should have tried to trade for Khalil Mack, who is a big-time defensive lineman. A pass rush? Yeah. What's like, that? like so you know the big guys that line up on the line like and go after – they try to run to the quarterback when he's throwing it to try to tackle him? Yeah. That's like a pass rush. Like what we're good at is the players that follow the receivers around the field. Okay. So like okay. that's what we're the best in the league at right now. Okay. But the other one we're the worst in the league at. <laughs> mm, so like the ball always gets – out of the um the on the opposing team the ball always gets out of the quarterback's hand usually it does but like the reasons we do get because we do have sacks which is when the quarterback gets tackled Mm -hmm. um they call those coverage sacks when the quarterback holds it for a certain amount of time like a long enough time and they just no one's open so they just get tackled eventually because you know quarterbacks like they're expected to get rid of the ball within like three seconds 
three to four seconds. Yeah. But if they're holding it for like five or six and no one's still open, then that's yeah. a covered sack if we get to them. But that doesn't really show that much skill because there's so much time. Yeah, not skill from our defensive line, but skill from our a lot of skill from our oh okay yeah from our uh, defend defensive right. backs because sense. it's I mean just try chasing somebody around in the backyard like for five yeah. seconds it's tough for them not to get away after a little bit you know right ooh wow you, you guys Stuff hear that outside. our neighbors making thunder <laughs> um, oh god who could it be jeez um so yeah the lions get a big win it was it was pumping in ford field but there were a lot of patriots fans and a lot of tom brady jerseys there really Mm -hmm. Uh, do you think it's traveling people who are traveling or um i guess maybe local people that are just fans because it's a team where even local people they just really love the patriots which i know that you grew up liking the patriots yeah when i started watching football the first time i started was when tom brady uh went to super bowl so i was a fan for a while not anymore um, but it's a combination, I think, of their success, you know, so they're going to create fans and their fans are probably going to travel well because of how good they are. That's like if you watch a hockey game that the Red Wings are in in a foreign stadium, you'll see a lot of Red Wings fans yeah. just because of how good they've been. I, I, I find the, the concept that a person would travel across the country to watch a sports game like they follow their team around is like crazy <laughs> like i know a lot of people do it for the tigers probably more so mm-hmm. when they were um good but um yeah Gosh. you know i'm doing that this year well i mean there are people that follow them to almost every game. oh like like they tour yeah, around yeah. them you know because that's a thing right they're like well, i'm gonna go on a road trip for this whole fucking season i think I'll that's like everywhere. probably very rare and for like really rich people would I, do that that's what i picture like there's people that have season tickets to like Tigers games that go to like every game, which yeah. is like eighty games, which I think that's insane. You know what I just realized, kind of about the way my mind is working, is that when I see um, a fan of the opposing team at a game I'm at, or see them on the TV or whatever, I think like, wow, they are following them to every game. <laughs> like I think they're like super fans that are. I just assume that, and they thought they're at every game, but they're not. They just happen to be no, I doubt in an it. Area or something. They probably like like you know people move and live somewhere else. Like yeah. you know they if they're like <laughs> I just picture, like all right, pack up, we're going to the next one. <laughs> That'd <laughs> I really be a, did. an expensive ass lifestyle. <laughs> I know. Like fuck, those Patriots fans are really rich. <laughs> wow. Uh, I've only been to one foreign game, and it was at the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, and it was fun. The Lions did win. Um, and I'm going to Phoenix in December for the Lions to play there, mm-hmm. which is going to be exciting because they should win that game because the Cardinals are really bad. I remember what you said like about last, like two weeks ago uh-huh. about going to the game. Yeah, I uh, called it off two weeks ago. <laughs> and you're like, I don't think I'm going to go. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go a different time It's terrible. I, I, I didn't wear Lions clothes you burned everything burned everything now look at me i'm wearing a lion shirt i'm wearing lion lion's underwear i was wearing my lion's hat today back baby we beat the patriots (laughs) season saved pretty impressive we go we go to dallas next week let's see if we can beat up on their cow the cowboys who haven't been doing that well but they do match up well against us in the terms they have ezekiel elliott that star running back um and we're not good against the run 
you know, but Dak shouldn't be able to throw on us. So if we just can stack the box, it should be pretty good. Hmm. And then we'll be two and two, back to even, be good, good first quarter. So are there um, are a lot of people projecting that the Lions will win against the Cowboys? Yes, I think the Lions will probably be. I don't know what Vegas will say, but it'll be close. Vegas is usually like. What's that? Who's what's Vegas? Oh, it's a city in Nevada. Well, I know, but <laughs> why are you talking about Vegas? Oh, um, so every every sports game, Vegas puts out like a, a line they call it, like so like to bet on either team, hmm. but they never do it. It's never just straight up, you know. You're never betting like, oh, I think the Lions are gonna beat the Cowboys. It's yeah. never just even or very rarely. Nor so this one will probably be like, the Cowboys will be favored minus like two points. So. If you bet on the Lions, and as long as they either win or lose by uh, less than two points, or they have to they have to uh, lose by less more than two points for you to make money or to not make money. Okay. So that's what the line is. I'm thinking the line's going to be something like that. Like it'll be Dallas favored by a little bit, or I, mean, I don't think the Lions will be favored just because of how bad they were the mm-hmm. first two weeks. Hmm. And you know the Cowboys defense is a lot better than the Patriots. I think. So they so um, Lions might win, but probably by, not by much. Or, It'll or, be closer than this one. Or they're going to blow them out, and we're going to be onward to victory road. Or um, they'll lose by one point, and you guys, you'll all be super pissed. Like, I should have fucking won that game. They yeah. got cheated. And then your counter doesn't win anyways. No, nope, not for this team. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, honestly, I do think the Lions have to win this game to get – to, if they don't win this game, I mean, come on, we're not. It's the season's clearly over. It it's already only three. It's only like, that will be four. We'll be one and three. We have a really tough schedule. We'll be mm-hmm. Next the week after that, we're playing Green Bay at home, or we're home to Green Bay. And I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is a little hobbled right now, but has he been playing? I know he's injured, but yeah, is he playing? he's been playing, Aaron. but not very good. Love Aaron Rodgers. Oh, get out of my house, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's like that's like when uh when Jess was wearing and this is a new girl reference when Jess was wearing the piston shirt in yeah. Nick's bed like no you can't I, do that if you ever wore Packers clothes we would break up I I I don't think that I like them but I think that I could <laughs> <laughs> I don't like their um colors and I don't like their whole logo like they just pack boxes or whatever yeah stupid and but i like aaron Rodgers, and you know they just you know do you like cheese do i like cheese mm. um as a concept no small well, they're the cheese heads oh that's so stupid no i hate them they're they're Fans literally walk around wearing giant blocks of cheese on their heads. We should, you know, that's horrible. I hate them. We should <laughs> trade Aaron Rodgers for the Matt. What's what's yeah, his face? We would love to do that, any, but that would never happen because Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is the be best quarterback great. in the league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, so other week three NFL news. Um, you know, I'm sure you guys all saw all the all the games and whatnot. But the big thing that's going on now, there's like kind of an implementation of a new rule in the nfl right now and it's a revolves around quarterback hits and mel i don't know if you've um heard anything about this but so now it seems like if you touch the quarterback these days you're going to get a penalty for it so it's kind of it's really changing the game like um so there's this game on monday uh 
Pittsburgh at Tampa. And uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, defensive uh, end, hit the quarterback trying to swat the ball from the quarterback when he was throwing it, but accidentally hit him on the head a little bit. That's a penalty. It's a 15-yard penalty. Wow. There's people tackling the quarterback for sack, getting um, a clean tackle right in the middle, and taking him to the ground. And then they're just calling penalties on this, and their excuse is that you tackle them with your body weight. And like that is, then then get rid of that position, like right. That I mean, that's what you're saying. Like, just put flags on the quarterback then, because it's essentially like, yeah, it's really tough right now for defensive players mm-hmm. who are gonna get fined for that kind of a hit and penalties on their team for that kind of a hit. Like the Packers, they've had two weeks in a row. This guy Clay Matthews, who you've probably seen in like the commercials, the white guy with long hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been. tackling quarterbacks and it's just clean form tackles and getting penalties and they ended up like costing a game because of it because they're changed they're trying to protect the nfl is trying to protect the quarterbacks to a ridiculous extent but aren't there other players in other positions that are also at risk of getting hurt and stuff so why are they overly protecting the quarterbacks because they're worth so much money money yep you got it you nailed it because yeah there are other players that that's stupid right like one of the, and I think a, I think a big defensive player got like tore his ACL or something trying to avoid tackling the quarterback in a certain way. It's like way. treating them like they're objects, like they're just right. And they're, they're treating quarterbacks like they're gold, which they are, because mm-hmm. you know if like Aaron Rodgers goes down, that lowers ratings a lot. You know the big star quarterbacks, if they yeah. they get hurt and out for the season, you, people aren't going to watch because that team's not going to be good. Because yeah. the quarterback matters more than any position in any. Sports in all sports, any sport you could think of, the quarterback matters the most. So, um, are there have there been a lot of? I know that football players get injured a lot, and they're really mm-hmm. it's a really big deal. Um, but are there have there been a lot of instances where quarterbacks have gotten injured um, in like these different types of tackles? Like if they are tackled around the waist, like how they should be, like are they still getting hurt? Or no. Um, so I think this like pile driving rule or something, whatever mm-hmm. it's called, you can't tackle with your body weight. It's from last year when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Um, someone like kind of did that tackle with his body weight and he broke his collarbone. Okay. Um, and you know, you know, I I think uh, there there was in the past you were allowed to tackle quarterbacks low, like you were allowed to tackle them at their legs. Yeah. But you're not anymore, and I think that was Tom Brady got hurt from that and was out for a season that, so they changed it so you can't legs, tackle their then, legs anymore yeah so that's a lot of weight but you can down. do it you can do it to other positions yeah that oh my gosh that um aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone and he still plays no last year he did so well, it's that's crazy that he still plays football well i mean he's broken it a few times i think really <laughs> yeah oh my god i gotta go that's visitive in the hospital <laughs> <laughs> um, i think he's dating olivia munn or olivia wilde maybe i don't remember I think it's I'm mine. Not sure. Um, that's tough because I don't want to say, well, that's bullshit because they're protecting people's health mm-hmm. and well-being. So I don't want to ridicule it that much. I mean, it's not like they are jeopardizing their health and well-being in the name of money and, you know, ratings. Right. Like that. It's really tough, but this still, this still doesn't add up. Yeah, I, I get it when you take away tackling their legs because... 
eats their legs. Um, it's easy to like bend their knees in a weird way. Mm-hmm. I get throwing penalties on that. And I get not hitting their head because, you know, concussions can ruin a career, ruin a life, and, you know, knock a quarterback out for the game. Um, so I get those penalties too. But come on, if someone's tackling in the waist and they land on them, like, you know, it's that's got to be really tough to control in the heat of a moment. And you can't, I don't know what to, I don't even know what to think. Like, that's what makes me happy about the Lions right now with how they're constructed on the defense because the players that go and tackle the quarterback like that are all the defensive linemen, which we suck at, which is good that we have great coverage because yeah, that, you can't get yeah, a penalty for tackling the quarterback bad if you can't tackle the quarterback. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if they can't get there. Hmm. Yeah, and so it seems like though. The way the game is played needs to be changed, but it would be pretty unethical for them to change it just for the quarterback. So mm. what do you think they'll do? Because this is not sustainable how they're operating. Well, right? I think the uh, rules committee is meeting this week or in the next couple of weeks to try to talk about it. And I th- what I think they'll do is they'll tweak it a little bit and maybe make it, I don't know. I mean, I, what they should do is make these hits reviewable. I don't know if they will, but like you can just do instant replay if that should be should have been a penalty or not, because like right right now it's never you can't you can't uh, review any penalties. Oh, you can't. No, <clears throat> I didn't know that. But I think you should make it at least for that one. You should be able to review those penalties because yeah. it gets such a crucial play, like a sacks, like one of the most exciting plays in in the NFL in an NFL game. But taking it away, like teams are gonna have to adjust and not focus as much on the defensive line, which is going to change everything, you know? I mean, the Lions are ahead of the curve in that way, and I don't know if that's foresight or if that's luck of the draw, but um, I dig it. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. That, that makes sense. Hopefully something, because it's pissing people change. off. Yeah. No, that's not, that's not right. Um, so, when they call a penalty, um, is that they it – ha- it seems to happen really quick. But that's all of the refs or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain ref that's like all kind of pretty much always watching like for that. And are they calling it themselves, yeah. or is it is it a quick decision among a group, or are they calling it? No, like... they like just during the play they'll throw the flag, like because you can really? you can, you can then... like get you can throw the throw the ball and get hit when you're throwing, you know. Mm-hmm. So like. So there's it's just one person calling it within seconds. Yeah, you can't review it. Because if you were to review these Clay Matthews ones, they'd be overturned because if, if as long as you're trying to argue if it is it malicious intent, you know, like, or... Well, it's it doesn't have to be malicious intent for it to be wrong, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if, I it, if, he, if someone accidentally socked him in the, fa- in the head, well, they sh- it's still a penalty. Yeah. I, I think what they should do, at least for the body things, because like, I think the hit Aaron Rodgers took was pretty gruesome, mm-hmm. but it was mm. a legal hit, I think. But like yeah. it didn't need to be. like There was malicious intent involved, I believe. I, I, I could be wrong. I don't remember exactly. But um, if they could review it for that, like, okay, you, he clearly can't do anything. You can just look at the tape like, okay, he did not mean to do... He didn't hit the head or the legs. He hit the middle, but it came down on him weird, and it wasn't exactly his fault. You should be able to take that, pick that flag up. So you don't think they should get a penalty if it was an accident? If it's, it, it, I don't, I don't think they should get a back penalty for 
tackling him in the mid midsection and falling. I know, out, to no, be I know, I know. But it, let's say they hit them in the head accidentally, like mm-hmm. fell on their head, or I mean, I mean or I, fa- accidentally f- tripped and then grabbed their legs. I, you know, and then got a penalty. Like, do you think that's? Do you think they should get a penalty for that? They accidentally did hit somewhere where they where they obviously shouldn't. Or, yes, I think they know. should get a penalty. But I don't think they should be fined if it wasn't like Yeah. Like yeah. on purpose. I do think it's um I do really like the fact that they get they get personally fined. Right? Correct. For, I think that's great. Like I think it's great for like the very violent helmet helmet hits. So it's that's yeah, like important. malicious intent. Like they need to be personally um, uh, accountable personally, for it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then being taken out, like being suspended, is yeah, that sucks. But suspended's but, almost worse. Well, for a team, for team and fans, it's a lot worse. But right, but per- not personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if that happened a lot, then maybe they wouldn't get drafted or whatever, or traded or whatever. But right. but. I think like that they're fined is that's a good thing. Yeah, I like that. That that seems really um, rare. Like that's not what, or that's not what I would expect. I would expect the NFL to really protect them, and you know. Yeah, I mean, I get it from the owner's perspective. It's like quarterbacks, their money—that's what they make. You you're gonna want to protect your most important asset on your football team. But it's like, come on, you're gonna lose fans if it gets any worse than it is because you know it's always going to keep getting this it's going to keep progressing towards player safety and it's not mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 not a fun thing but it's a necessary thing yeah yeah unless well, they can just find a way to medically take away the the effects of cte then it's always gonna not go. but there's so much many other things like other um ways that it's dangerous and well, CT is the only one that's like crazy dangerous. The rest, I think, are assumed risk. Like you could, like it's dangerous to do anything active. Like you know, running is terrible for your knees, and if you do it like every day for a long time, it's gonna be bad. Yeah. Um, but the difference with like preparing running to playing football is mm-hmm. the head injuries like make you go crazy. It can make you shoot people. It can give you severe. It's the severe depression that comes along with CT. Yeah. So they need to find a way to reverse the effects of cte through medicine or some kind of some kind of way if they can do that somehow. i feel like that's not that i feel like that's not sustainable like oh you won't oh we've gotten um five concussions take this pill for the rest of your life so you won't have severe like that i don't think that's right to medicate people because they've had and then just accept the risks and just because there's a treatment like well, would you have right. said the same thing about, like, penicillin back in the day? What do you mean? Like, penicillin was, like, a miracle drug that could heal things. Like, Well, but it's, but, but, um. So you it could would be theoretically the same case put if, yourself in, like, more risky health situations. Um, yeah, like being a doctor or something or treating sick people. Like, yeah. But I'm sorry, I don't think football is as important <laughs> as that. It's just a game, and it's just you know for fun and for people to make the giant giant industry. That's not important to me. <laughs> but no, I, I like I'm just saying I don't think that's a good solution is to just treat people 
treat these players for the rest of your lives. Well, this is also a hypothetical solution to that's not real. <laughs> I know, but um, I don't know. It's scary. And I'm saying if I they invented that, then football could could thrive as it is now. And they created a treatment for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a pill. Yeah, or like. I think, that's I think so, there's I some think guy wrong. that I think there's some why what I, I don't understand how you think this is wrong. Well, I to think make us something be, that could heal people of CTE. So I think that I don't think it's wrong f- to have uh, treatment made. Like obviously, people who are suffering deserve to be treated, and you know. But I don't think it's if there is a treatment or um, you know medication. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a reason to continue playing how it's being played and and or loosen up on the rules or become or to not take those risks of injury seriously because oh well if you get if they concussions and there's a treatment for it i mean it's obviously not you can't reverse the effects of head injuries you can i highly doubt that there's a way to just reverse them you just treat them right well this is hypothetical like what if there was a way you still find that morally wrong yeah i do okay well, I guess I well, disagree. Well, I, I think that's great. Like I'm saying, I'm not trying to say, like, I think that people who are already suffering or who mm-hmm. will suffer don't deserve to have that treatment or reversal. Like, yeah, I think that's, I I hope that they do find something like yeah. that. But it just doesn't seem right for, um, to just ignore all the risks because there's a way to treat it. Right. Like, I'm, 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 I'm not saying, right. like, revert football back to the old days where you can take people's heads off. Like, I'm saying, like, it can survive as it is now and you don't have to like i mean because as it is now it's not safe and it's not something that uh people would want their kids to play Mm -hmm. like i wouldn't want my kid to play football um but if there was this kind of a thing with the adapted rules as they are now i don't think i would have that big of an issue really if there was like a treatment for it yeah cte is a scary thing if i'm like i wouldn't stop my kid from doing something at a reasonable age that he wanted to do uh especially if there was like guarantee that he's not going to have a severe head trauma from it yeah i mean maybe i don't understand like um this hypothetical situation no, i don't i don't know everything about cte i mean i don't really that much but um i don't like quick fixes i'm not you know you're old-fashioned in that way <laughs> i hate to say it but yeah i am yeah pull yourself up by the bootstraps uh, nope i'm not like that <laughs> but just a little yeah um, I, I think there was this one is, player. I, I I heard this, and I'm not. I don't. I I say a lot of stuff on this podcast that I couldn't tell you where I heard it from, but I heard it from somebody. That somebody, an old football player, had like these big symptoms of CTE, CTE and he kept putting himself in these hyperbolic like freeze chambers, and they reversed. Beer number two, entertainment. But um. So that's great that they reversed, but I'm pretty sure he's probably not. I mean, I'm sure he's looking back on his days of football with fondness, but he's probably not like, oh, I'm so glad those head traumas happened. Like, no big deal. Like, he suffered a lot. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's. Yeah. Well, if it could be preventative, like if you do it like during the season and like the effects don't really take, ever take place, that'd be great. Save the sport. This is a sport that is the most exciting sport, but is going to fall apart. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm not I'm not uh advocating for that, but I'm very intrigued to see what happens. Cause, yeah. 
Well, we are on to the second topic. Entertainment, as you just told us on the Mel Drops. Ooh, not as good as a pour this time. I know. <laughs> pretty 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 bad one. Worse than yours. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's got just the perfect amount of froth. Yeah. Um, Entertainment Mel, what movie did we go see yesterday? We saw The House with a Clock in Its Walls. Um, and we were debating between that and um what was it called? Uh, was it Stranger or something? I don't know. The movie with... Uh, Anna Kendrick it, and Blake Lively. I'm sure none of you have heard of it because I've never heard of it before I looked at movies yesterday. Um, it's had advertisements out. but Oh, it's called A Simple Favor. But um, I like Blake Lively. You're not a huge fan of Anna Kendrick. and uh, it, it did seem good. But So we saw A House with a Clock in the Walls. Um and based off a book by i think the same name oh yeah yep i think so um and it seemed like just um like a family movie more oriented towards kids but maybe Mm, older older kids though Um, maybe in my (laughs) in i would have should have been an older kid if i was seeing that you know because i had a couple scenes that were a little creepier and um, there was ominous. like one really creepy part, but yeah, it was. Ugh. Yeah, we can't spoil things. We are we're not going to spoil it. Not that I'm going to even recommend any of you guys see this, so we probably could. Yeah, let's Nick, just spoil it. Don't see this movie. It's not. It's not very good. Uh, I I like I liked it. I don't think it was a great movie, but I was entertained the whole time. I fall asleep in almost every movie <laughs> at the theater. And I didn't. Probably. Maybe it's because we had the uncomfortable chairs. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Our, our backs didn't go back. Thank God. I always joke that I'm going to bring a lawn chair to sit on. <laughs> I hate those comfortable seats. Like, they make me anxious. Like, ugh. I don't know. I'm tired. Um, but um, I thought it was I thought it was good. There were some scenes that were um, just like slapstick comedy. I don't know if that's, yeah. you know, that were just like kind of cringy. I, I get really cringy. Um, in that kind of comedy, kind of like, oh, that's a dumb idea. I feel like PG, but, like, or P- yeah, PG slapstick comedy is just so unbearable for me. Like, I kind of dig slapstick if it's like, you know, adult themed and like a little, a little more uh, grown up than is mm-hmm. is than it is just somebody slipping on a banana peel or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I know what I mean. Yeah, it, and it had a few of those like, yeah, this dumb, but, um. I thought it was cute. It was really, like, aesthetically pleasing. Um, I was a little underwhelmed. Yeah? About the aesthetics? Mm-hmm. Like, the house, the house, the big house, um, looked awesome. And um, it was set in the, those fantasy films. It was like a fantasy, it said fantasy thriller in some descriptions, but. It was definitely a thriller. Yeah? Um, yeah. Um, so, the, the, the plot. Like, Okay, yeah. The plot is uh, a little boy, his parents die, and he has to go live with his uncle Jack Black. <laughs> his name was, what was the character's name? I don't remember. Jonathan? The little boy? No, the uncle. Uh, I don't know, Uncle Take Jack it. Black? <laughs> sure. I don't ever remember character names. I think it was Jonathan. Um, but yeah, so he has to live with his uncle in the house. It's creepy and weird. And his uncle's got this friend that like comes out of a clock. It's uh, Kate Blanchett. Did you say your name? Blanchett? Yeah. 
um, yeah. neighbor next door is who she is, and they're just like friends that like to bicker hilariously mm-hmm. about each other. Yep. You know, like you look like a purple plum lady, or yeah, it was, you have an ugly beard. Um, but yeah, and then turns out his uncle is a warlock, and Kate Blanchett is a witch, mm-hmm. and there's a clock hidden in the walls that some evil guy hid there. It was like an old friend that turned bad, and he hid. A cl- the more I describe this film, I'm like, ooh, yeah, this isn't add up. But uh, it was not good. He, I don't think it was good. <laughs> he hid a clock in the walls, and when the clock, you know, struck twelve or whatever, then everybody was gonna turn back to kids. <laughs> so, so stupid. <laughs> um, and then Jack Black was acting all creepy trying to find this clock in the walls because this bad mm. guy had hidden it, and so the the nephew was um kind of freaked out by his uncle and everything and then the nephew and then um and then the uncle um trained the nephew to be a warlock Mm. and do magic and um the nephew had to deal with bullies at schools bullies slash friends and um and then he awoke totally spoiling this he awoke um used a spell to wake up that the bad warlock um yeah and then, the uh the old zombie or well turned into a zombie now guy that died yeah, before like, took him the events of the out movie. of the grave yeah turned him into a zombie came back and you know i'm sure you could guess what happens in this movie because it's predictable mm-hmm. um they ended up a big family big happy family it you, the, one of my favorite things about like movies like uh movies or even shows like about wizards and witches and warlocks and whatnot so I like the the journey of learning like the magic and whatnot mm-hmm. and this was just really rushed it was the movie yeah. the whole movie was pretty like fast-paced like yeah it could have been longer mm-hmm. and i would have been i wouldn't have even noticed if it was like i don't know 20 minutes longer and it could have explained it a little a little better or just right but yeah when he became he like learned and became the warlock like they all they had was a couple of scenes of him flipping through pages of like book, you know yeah. like the evil eye and you know just right that was it big flaws in the movie it takes place in like the early 50s or late 40s which i love that's pr- probably why <laughs> i kind of like this because i love that for some reason the schools no are just are straight up uh interracial schools when they shouldn't have been in that time of the of the year or time of uh human history yeah oh and because it, it said they did talk about um world war Two and mm-hmm. uh germany and stuff um they do a lot um, of war references oh which i guess it makes sense at the end of the evil character's motivation that's why they had to keep freaking up the war what was his motivation he saw a bunch of bad things in world war Two, oh, so yeah. he wanted to turn everybody into babies that really what he really wanted to do is bring the time back to the beginning of time and, and oh and then and then everyone would disappear and yeah and right? then he would stop humans from ever existing yeah that's pretty dark um which you know kind of cool with that let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sympathize symp- sympathize with the devil in this one yeah um but yeah, I liked it. I liked that. Um, I know it was a kids' movie, so this makes sense. But I liked that Jack Black's character and Kate Blanchett 
um, that they were really close friends and neighbors and um, then them with the and they kind of were really loving to the the boy mm-hmm. and at the end they showed them that they were all happy and they had like this magical portrait on the wall of the three of them together and I liked that they never had anything romantic between the uncle and the neighbor um, it's, called, I it's called platonic wait they do say that a bunch in the film so that's why I said that they did, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I know it's a kids movie, so they're not gonna like show them doing it or anything, or even <laughs> probably even making out. But they could have shown them, you know, kiss. And well, but they weren't. They weren't romantically involved. I know, all, but, but I'm just saying, like, I liked that at the end it showed them as a happy mm-hmm. family, but it was still platonic. And usually they just movies just lean into the fact, like, let's just make it romantic, and that's easy yeah. to, you know, like, you know, nuclear family yeah straight up bullshit but i like that they just made it like they all love each other and that's that yeah Yeah, um so there you have it uh house with a clock in its walls mel says go see it i say go see it if you're under eight years old (laughs) because see it if you just want to be entertained and not amazed (laughs) i would see it again um um, so before we move on to the main substance of what this segment's going to be about, um, real quick, Bill Cosby, of the Cosby show and mm-hmm. other things got sentenced, going to jail for three years. He laughed apparently after his sentencing came out because he is an old crazy man. That's blind now. He's blind. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But I don't, I don't know if a three year sentence for him is a death sentence but it's definitely not enough for what he did. But no, not at all. How old is he? I think like either like very late eighties or early nineties. Wow, that is fucking Ooh. old. Alexa, how old is Bill Cosby? Bill Cosby is eighty-one years old. What? Eighty-one. That's younger. Um, yeah, not nearly long enough. I mean. That's not long enough for almost any assault. No. Yeah. So. I mean, he, he lived his life doing it, so he essentially got away with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but wasn't there something else on your on the list of what we're supposed to talk about for entertainment? All right, I forget. Um, uh, well, we could always talk about the Great British Bake Off. Ah, <laughs> but the Great there's, British. But cereal. Oh, cereal. That's Podcast. what we need to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... You guys listen to this. You're probably a fan of podcasts. Everyone remembers the original podcast, which cereal. Cereal. It is the best. If this, if you want to have any recommendation for any other podcast, um, and you've probably heard of cereal. I mean, that's what everybody starts with. But if you haven't listened to it, the first episode is, or the, I'm sorry, the first season is like so awesome first season cereal like was four times was uh life-changing for like a lot of people because it got everyone yeah. into podcasts like cereal and joe rogan are like the big podcasts that yeah. everyone knows yeah. um but season three of cereal just came out last week mm-hmm. um and so season one of cereal followed this one specific court case of edna mm-hmm. saeed as uh, accused murderer for of what was oh. the girl's name um so oh i remember it Okay, so it's um, the first season is narrated by um, Sarah Koenig, and she's works with like NPR. Mm, they're all narrated by Sarah Koenig. Not the second one. 
Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. But she's not the she's not the like um the host or whatever. It was a, it was the man. Oh, but she's still narrating it. Okay. Like, that, that 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 well all the well she did almost everything. Yeah. Well, there were I'll some ex- other. I'll explain when you get to the second one. Okay. Um, the first season was um Sarah Koenig and she oh. filed this court case in Baltimore in I think it was 1999, of this high school boy. Um, his name was Adnan Syed. And he was convicted of murdering his girlfriend. Her name was Heyman Lee. Um, and um, he's been in prison. Has he gotten out recently? No. no? Um, he's been in prison since. And there's some dispute, mainly by his family and friends, of his um, guiltiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just um, followed the case and really went into depth about all the details and um you know playing out the day and the timing if he did he have enough time to go here and there and then the person that found um the girl's body and just all the friends and where he was and what he said and just everything and um and and then in the end um she didn't know if he did it or not and um everybody's people who have listened to the podcast seem pretty um split of yeah. whether, whether they think that he did or not and i i don't think anyone has any strong opinions of whether he did or not so but yeah. it's just so great i think me and you are split too right you're on you're on team he didn't do it um i think uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not but i'm not <laughs> convinced you know i'm on team he did it and i'm not super convinced yeah but i do agree like at the at the end she like says like regardless of whether he's guilty or not he should not have been convicted and that is that yeah is there true. are so many errors in the case and just the people that were making statements were just off the wall and mm-hmm. yeah yeah but, and that's so that's why i think like he didn't do a be well he probably i don't know but the statements made by other people were just so wishy-washy and they were kids so right but um and season two follows um the case of Bo Bergdahl, which is um, um, sorry for if you guys oh, can hear Stella, yeah. but okay, I haven't seen it. I haven't listened to season two. You know, oh, I thought okay. season two was um S Town. That's not. Oh no no no, S Town is a separate thing. Yeah. S Town's very good. You should also listen to that. Yeah, it's good. But season two, Bo Bergdahl, um, the escaped military person that like went a well in Iraq and caused well debatably caused people to die, but was kidnapped by the taliban i think and whatnot um but it basically she just basically breaks down that whole case not as great wouldn't really recommend it unless you're into that kind of stuff season three just started and it's going to follow like sarah Koenig spent a year did she spend a year or more than a year i think she spent a year i think a year she spent a year in the cleveland uh court system because cleveland let her record there that's what she says Instead, that's why they pick Cleveland and just goes through a bunch of different cases and just like giving you a deep dive into the criminal justice system and how it is. And on after I mean, the first two episodes were released, second one, or third comes out tomorrow. I know you listened to the first one, mm-hmm. but I think this is going to shine a big light on shit that's really fucked up with uh, the criminal justice system right now and how it's going. So I'm pretty excited to dive into this. So, what'd you think of episode one, and does it make you excited for this season, and 
getting ready to dive back into serial, which I think it's been like two and a half years since they released anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. Um, I I thought it was really interesting. Um, I'm a little bummed that they're not following one case mm-hmm. um, the whole season because it seems like they'll follow m- multiple and maybe have a you know a, a st- uh, theme stringed between them, but. Um, I liked it. I mean, I think that the, um, our, the system, the, um, justice system is, seems pretty messed up and, um. Kind of seems a little bit like a joke sometimes. Yeah. Or it's like the people, the prosecutors and defendants and the judges are all the bailiffs and just everybody involved is in like this club. I know, uh, most of the time they're at odds but in this club and they're just making these to them seemingly small decisions or letting things go that have huge implications on other people and the rest of their lives and they're just in their own bubble um mm-hmm. so yeah this first episode that was the one with uh the the girl that was in the fight at the club right mm-hmm. yep yeah, um it was a 20 year old girl named Anna and she was at a bar and um she was being um like physically assaulted by a, uh men like there were a bunch of men that were coming up to her like smacking her butt mm-hmm. it's on um, videotape yeah and at first she was laughing it off and then she um was of course turned around and like you know don't touch me and then um, another woman that she didn't know that they said were s- staring at them the whole night came up to her and got in her face and then um, I think it was unclear about who s- started being physical but um, it basically turned into this huge fight between this um, girl and her friend and then the other woman that got in her face and the men mm-hmm. and just this huge brawl and um and the girl anna um was really like being kicked on the ground and thrown around and then there happened to be um a policeman in the bar like just stopping to use the restroom and he didn't see the men like assaulting her and once the fight started out he like grabbed her and but there were it seemed like there were a lot of people involved in this fight and this girl i'm sure she was also fighting back but she was being like kicked and stomped on right in her head and you know had to have been somewhat confused and she had already been slapped on the (laughs) ass by like 10 times and people she didn't know and so the policeman i think he was pulling her from behind or something but she took like took a swing and and hit him and um Mm. and then um was arrested she was the only one that was arrested um and put in a cop car for over an hour and um taken to jail for four days taking was in the county jail for four days and she was only like i said she was the only person arrested and people gave um told the policeman like she was being assaulted like people were smacking her ass and um they never they, I don't even think that they, or, and then I think they, it was someone in the 
a bunch of people in the bar were like, no, he wouldn't do that. He's my buddy. Like, yeah. he would never, like, touch a girl like that. And so he wasn't handcuffed or taken in for questioning mm-hmm. or anything. And the Sucks other... Sucks to be a lady. Yeah, and the other girl, I think she took off. Um, and and there's also um, video or his body cam um, recorded him telling Anna like I'm not I'm not gonna press charges I know you didn't mean to in so many words I'm not gonna press charges I know that it was a mistake you didn't mean to hit me and then she went to jail and had a four thousand dollar bond I think it was four thousand and um went through this whole process and they were charging her with a felony because hitting a placement was a felony and had this I think she was assigned uh, defendant, a yeah. lawyer, mm-hmm. and um, that Sarah interviews. Yeah, so he's pretty prominent in that episode, and um, he tried to. Well, they pro- I'm sure they offered her a plea, but he's like, "This was an accident. You can see it on the film that mm. it was a big mess. She didn't mean to hit this policeman." And he um, tried to have it um, dismissed. Yeah, and. Um, prosecutor thought that it was a joke and there's a lot of details about how he kind of handled that be mm-hmm. trying trying to get that to be dismissed about he was a little um rude to the prosecutor and um eventually um in when it went to court after a few months um she it got dropped to a um not aggravated assault but um kind of like misdemeanor a, like a really small where she has to go on probation it's a misdemeanor then yeah but it was one that seemed it was like really um they just uh sarah sarah koenig described it as a step up from like a traffic ticket right um i can't remember what the term is it's really common but so this woman had already paid for this bond or she um got a what's it called when someone pays your bond for you the company oh um a bondsman or yeah if something you, if like you, if that you're, if you've ever seen the show um sneaky pete that's what that family does <laughs> she had to pay like 500 dollars for someone else yeah. to pay it or something mm-hmm. and then that those three months or, or a few months between when she was arrested and her court case she had to drive back and forth from um I don't know a building, but like dozens of yeah. times. Basically, it sucked for four her. Four days in jail, like, um, and so Sarah Koenig was saying that yeah, it got dropped to this misdemeanor, and everyone was really happy with how it ended up. But for this woman, like, it was that was traumatizing, and it's it is a big deal. And she did nothing wrong. Yeah, she didn't do anything wrong, and but a lot of what maybe fueled the fire was that she did have a prior record right i don't i think it was like dui and um another maybe assault or mm. something i think one of the I things think. she said sarah coning or one of them says is being innocent in cleveland is a misdemeanor like if you're putting anything yeah because oh, they always want you to plead down yeah and they usually do she mm-hmm. said that 96 percent of cases in that building in the operation are plead right i think and she said like if the prosecutor doesn't have enough evidence to charge someone or to have a jury um you know um 
to determine them determine mm-hmm. determine them guilty that they just put it down to a misdemeanor and that's basically in that world is the same as um having it um dismissed right which and is so fucked up like yeah because uh, you, you risk going to trial there's a bunch of things at risk if you get them the max like ruling mm-hmm. if for some reason a random jury doesn't find you innocent you know then if they find you guilty then you're it's kind of a big risk so most people would take the plea of course yeah but uh check out serial uh it is great i think this season's going to be great i listened to the second episode you should too mel it's oh, really I good will. um it goes into like this judge that's there that does some fucked up things and but he's interviewed oh, with it too it's like okay. i don't know i feel like that this is going to set great. a fire under people um and it's going to get some of these cases that she's i'm sure she's reporting on that i'm sure there are people like citizens are that listen to the podcast are going to go out and do stuff like they have with adnan saeed and i know you probably hate how i do the a a adnan adnan side um but uh you know it's it's going to be great they sarah coning does great works and is one of the best podcasters out there and it's produced with ira ira glass too which this american life classic best podcast out there yeah he's awesome um but before we move on me and Mel have been binge watching a show. Oh. <laughs> and it's a show that we've watched before. We've watched before. So, like many of you. For the most part. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about this show compared to another frequently binge watched oh, show. Oh, God. About this. Okay. <laughs> uh, we are binge watching New Girl again, and I want to talk Ooh. about it in relation to friends and try to come mm-hmm. to a conclusion of which one is better. Um. So New Girl follows the story of Jessica Day moving into a new apartment in L.A. with with uh, three, three other guys. And while well, we know friends, New York. So it's, it's cool because it's New York versus L.A. too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Friends is an iconic show of the 90s. And New Girl is not as iconic as Friends is. But I think it kind of deserves to be, in my opinion. Cause it's a great show. I love watching the show. Yeah, I like it too. Um, I never thought to compare the two before. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it makes sense to do so, um, because they're kind of similar lifestyles that these characters are living and, uh, same age, which I always think of friends characters as older, but I know they started at like 24, yeah. which is younger than us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I love... I do love Friends. Um, it's just a different kind of show. Like Right. It's got the laugh track and whatnot. And it's a more slapstick comedy. Like, Joey is just so ridiculous. And so is Phoebe and, and everybody. And mm. um, But but um, New Girl has it, too. I was just saying today, like, this is so silly. Like Yeah. No, New, I feel like um, New Girl is, like, almost more slapstick. But... Yeah. Um, New Girl is definitely more real. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, and, and I don't think it's just because of it's closer to the era that I lived in and grew up in, mm-hmm. but, uh, like the, in friends, the lack, the lacking of drinking in friends is kind of noticeable after watching new That's girl. That's so like, true. They only, like, there's only, only a few th- episodes where they're even drunk. Yeah. And they hardly ever show them drinking wine or beer. Like, mm-hmm. they do show the guys in the, in the guy's apartment having a beer once in a while, but they never show them drinking right. a lot where they drink a lot in new girl a new so, girl yeah there's like the 
it's the, the, the a central theme of the show like oh, there's a bar sure. instead of a coffee shop yeah and i mean I, I maybe things were different in the 90s but i fucking doubt it that people yeah, their age weren't out so drinking true. i doubt that yeah they wouldn't and like in friends like they're always like you said at the coffee shop drinking like espressos mm. and when they're 24 and half of well a couple of them have like office jobs and they're wearing suits every day like I'm so, I don't know anybody even our age. That's <laughs> like that. Like we, I know a lot of professionals, but yeah, and the they really depict them as gr- so old, and they're not. New girl, they kind of start at like 28 when this this starts. Yeah, so and, like, and the um, like in Friends, it, I think our a generation just struggles so much because like uh, the comedy they were in, and like, um, so like the lifestyles that characters are living and the realisticness Mm. of it really stand out to us yeah so in friends like they have a beautiful apartment monica's like sometimes is in and out of a job rachel's a server at the coffee shop and then but they happen to fall into uh, beer number three politics (laughs) the president grabbed me it's okay we can talk about this for a little bit um but in France, they still have this beautiful apartment, and it happens at um, it's her, Monica's grandmother's, and it's um, rent controlled. Yeah. But then in front or in uh, New Girl, they really show those struggles of. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's four people that live in one loft, and 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 one of them is Schmidt, pretty... and he he's worked in advertising and has a great job, but but he still has to have roommates, and Jess is a teacher, and. We know that teachers don't get paid nearly enough, mm. and bartenders she... like Nick probably make more than teachers. Exactly right, <laughs> and then Jess gets fired and ha- or um, quits or whatever, and has to work at the casserole shanty or whatever. Mm. Um, so, although sometimes the comedy is a little over the top, it is. It seems more, more realistic. Like the uh, yeah, living situations and whatnot, more realistic. Mm-hmm. And something that people complain about with Friends is like, love the, they, there's a lot of gay fear oh, in Friends. Yeah, yeah, and like shit like that i was wondering if you could relate this to new girl do you feel like in new girl there's a lot of fat shaming with schmidt um uh yeah but i do think like it's it's mostly Mm self-provoked by schmidt he's not a real character and so they make him say those things but um well what were you gonna say about him I was going to say, I think it's like goes a little unnoticed because it's a guy and guys getting... That's true, g- yeah. It's 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 more socially acceptable to shame a guy for being fat than it is for a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, don't really know why, but that's how it is. Um, they, yeah, they do shame him for that. I never really took note. It... I would notice it way more if I didn't love this scene. This is this is downplaying it, which I shouldn't do. But um, I love the scenes of Schmidt and Nick when they were in college. Yeah, it is so so sweet. I think it's so funny and so cute. I mean, I, I I tend to lean on the side of uh, when it's comedy. I don't give a shit. Be offensive if you want to, as long as it's tasteful. And I don't think it's that bad. So what do you think about like the? Um, anti or the homophobic jokes in friends like what are you gonna do bend over like i think that's i think that's hilarious i love that joke 
Um, and I don't think that one's homophobic. You, well, I think the homopho- homophobic stuff's like that's true. Chandler like constantly feeling bad about his dad being a a, a woman trans. Yeah. Um. Like that's what's like that's what's wrong is that like they paint it as a bad thing that his dad is a. Like mm-hmm. either gay trans or just a cross dresser i don't think it ever really gets clear um but also it's comedy and it's a different time is it yeah it's a different time which that's not a great excuse but and it's they like did re- have, i mean it's 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 relatively progressive for all that because they had um they had a lesbian couple yeah um but I think in Friends, like, they really talk about, like, have gay jokes or bring mm-hmm. up Chandler's dad in a negative way. That, they talk about that a lot. Or they yeah. make those jokes a lot. Like, then again, it's more okay for women to be lesbians than it is for men to be gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they just gloss over, um, or not gloss over, but cruise by, um, for the most part, um, what's Ross's ex-wife's name? Um, 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 why am I forgetting it now? I just had it. Susan is her wife. What is her Listen, name? It's not, why am I thinking of Caroline? Oh, that's because that's Nick's ex-girlfriend's name. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, Caroline, <laughs> I hate her. Um. It doesn't matter. Someone knows it. Write us in. Okay. Carol. Carol. Carol and Susan. Ah, Caroline. Yeah. See, these see, shows are it. the same, guys. Yeah, they are similar. Um, but uh, I don't know which one I like more. Pro- probably New Girl. I think but... Friends is pretty consistent over the course of it. New Girl definitely dies off in the end. Like, it doesn't... Yeah. It's lot, lot. Did you even finish it? No, I haven't. No, I think I'm missing... A season or two. Last season really wasn't good. I really hate when they just suck it dry. Like, uh, um. I mean, Friends did ten. This is only did seven. But Friends is different. Friends is a show that you just turn on an episode and you can turn it off, and then you can watch another one a season later, and it doesn't matter. You know. I think you can with this. I think you can with New Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Their episodes are standalone funny. It's not built. It's not building out a theme. That's true, but um, and then nowadays, like the shows are so, they seem so much more like desperate to get to please their viewers, mm-hmm. um, which really bothers me. So, but I haven't watched the last season or two, and who knows if I ever will. I usually start from the beginning, and then a couple of seasons in, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I don't even like this show. <laughs> it could be my favorite show. I'm like, what am I? doing i don't want to watch this anymore i completely lose interest overnight it happens well, all the time we're in the middle of our binge right now where it's about to start falling off because i think it falls off right after coach leaves mm, okay so soon but the oh gosh the first like three or four seasons of new girl are just yeah. so good it is so good it's, it, it's, it's so really silly. funny like yeah. i actually laugh mm-hmm. at, se- at scenes and i don't usually right so. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> politics. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Mel, how do you feel about Brett Kavanaugh, Supreme Court nominee? 
Mm-hmm. Accused of uh, sexual assault by, I think, three women now. Mm-hmm. Seems like a horrible person. Um, and that's a shit ton of accusations. And, um, yeah, I just think it's messed up and now they're trying to speed along the process of him getting approved right yeah so there's going to be a hearing tomorrow with miss ford and brett kavanaugh and then friday they're scheduled to vote oh my god that's insane (laughs) so i don't really know what's going on because if the republic i don't understand what republicans and donald trump are doing because they have complete power. All they have to do is nominate somebody like Neil Gorsuch, who Trump yeah. already nominated. They could have nominated any someone else that didn't have this. Right. And he'd be pushed pushed through magically without or instantly without this drama. Mm-hmm. So there's I think you the obvious theory is that um Brett Kavanaugh's one of the only or the only nominee that said that his views on um executive power can't be challenged really and like you can't be investigated while mm-hmm. you're the president or whatnot yeah. so that's clear reasons why trump wants to get this guy in yeah if because you know he hates this Mueller investigation mm-hmm. he's probably guilty i mean i don't think that's a far stretch to say maybe not maybe if i'm being conservative maybe he's not guilty of what they're accusing of him of but he's hiding something Mm-hmm. And it's probably just he doesn't have as much money as he says. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, you could have picked anyone else and it would have been rammed through right away. And, you know, this whole time Trump's been in office, like all the Republicans have been at ends with each other. And I just don't understand why they have complete control. They have the Senate. They have the House. They have the presidency. They pretty much have the Supreme Court. Why is it being why is it so hard for them to get anything done? And um with Kavanaugh, at least, one of the theories is if Kavanaugh doesn't get... What are you doing? Why are you pouring it like that? <laughs> it's, it's the third one. <laughs> Skills have uh, fallen off. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so if Kavanaugh doesn't get confirmed or this process keeps taking a long time, one theory might be that for the midterms, it might... Uh, wrangle up the Republican base to get them out there to because they they want their candidate in just as much as we want our candidate or we want that candidate not to be in you mm-hmm. know so yeah. if they're concerned about the upcoming blue wave that people are talking about then delaying this uh, nomination in order to rile up the, the base makes sense because theoretically they could get somebody in that fits their scheme whenever they want. Even during even after the midterms, they could get it in through the lame duck session of like the before the two months before they would take the new people would take office. So you're saying, um I don't know if I understand you, so you're saying that the Republicans are intentionally making it take longer or the Democrats are? I'm saying I'm I'm presenting the two theories and it would be Republicans for both. The Democrats aren't trying to do any of this. They're trying to Though not all the Democrats have said that they would vote no on Kavanaugh Mm -hmm. because some up for election Democrats and 
uh, red states are weary to come out against them. But come on, have some fucking balls. Yeah, I know. Like, in this type of case, like, just have some integrity. Yeah, you don't, you clearly don't agree with anything he agrees with because you're a Democrat on principle. Mm-hmm. And you know that there, it's a, he's a threat to Roe v. Wade, even though he said he isn't, or he's going to respect precedent. Doubt it. He's already, you know, one of the things about this nomination is he's already lied under oath, presuming you believe everyone he went to Yale with who said that he was a drinker because he said he never got drunk in college or high school or whatnot. <laughs> so stupid, and like, I know. Come on, why would you even say that? Like, yeah. we know you did. No, no, he said he never got blackout drunk. Okay. He had a... Which I'm sure is a complete fucking lie. He said, like, in some kind of a court somewhere, he said what happens on whatever the bus he was on for his fraternity stays on the bus. Like, that was one of his favorite things to say that he said multiple times. This guy, even if these allegations against him aren't true, he's he's just a frat boy that, you know, had probably done some stupid shit. I mean, the allegations... I'm saying removing the allegations... And though I shouldn't even do that because they seem pretty, uh, they seem to be pretty true. Because mm-hmm. this Miss Ford is putting a lot on the that line. Went to, that they went to school with, like his roommate, that um, either verify that yeah that this happened or verify that he was that type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right, <laughs> and there's this that. Uh, that friend of his, I think that was supposed to be in the room with him that wrote that book <laughs> that had a character called like Oak Avenue. We were just getting drunk oh, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, dude. I know. Like, and this stuff is, you know, the thing about the fucking Republicans is like, they have all this time to do all this. Like, they could wait, they could go have, have an FBI investigation, they could still vote him in if they gave a shit. So I'm starting to think that this is this is a little intentional to try to rile up their base to get out there, and they're going to have this vote, and it's going to go one of two ways: either he gets confirmed, great, mm-hmm. or he doesn't get confirmed, and it's going to rile up voters and help them stop the incoming blue wave. And the fact that they're um, calling it like a smear campaign by yeah. the Democrats is feeling that fire, which feels insane to me too. It has nothing to do with. The parties, like these women that are coming forward, like I don't, I didn't even hear what I did listen to about this um, situation. I, I didn't hear what party these women are from. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I guess maybe saying a spear campaign may, means like they're just acting and they're just being told to say all this, but I didn't hear anything about like, oh, this Democratic woman or this Republican. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, what does it have? What does their party right. have to do with? these accusations like it's just a cop-out you know because the republicans don't want to say that these women are lying or they don't want to say i I don't know they have an opportunity to gain control of one of the branches of government for a generation and can't be removed it's a a ghostly prospect for those that don't have the same opinions oh, for women especially i mean for me it's probably good i mean well i wouldn't say good i'd say it doesn't affect me as a white male but for you mm-hmm. uh you're 
rights to your body could be taken away. Um, writing voter rights could be taken away uh, for people who aren't white. Um, there's just a ton of things that could happen. I don't know. It's just like we're living in this weird nightmare <laughs> where everything bad that could happen is happening. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens. Tomorrow will be a big day. So, you know, this podcast always comes out the day before something huge happens. But tomorrow we're going to have a, <laughs> a, a tr- not a trial, but um, an interview. I, what, what, what are they calling it? I forget. Um, not sure. Well, where they're going to have both sides speak and answer questions. Like a panel? Yeah, like an interrogation almost, but not okay. really. But like. Well... I, I, unfortunately, however it goes, it's probably not going to affect how the Republicans will vote, because facts don't matter, I guess. I I would find it very hard to believe that somehow there's not a Republican Supreme Court nominee on the Supreme Court before, like, even if we win the midterms. By we, I mean Democrats. We take back the Senate and or the House. Then, I just, I just still don't think that. I, I, they'll, they'll, Mitch McConnell will find a way to push one through, and they'll have control of that, and we'll have to do, mm-hmm. we'll either have to live with it or get dirty and. Just not Brett Kavanaugh. Just. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the only, the only way. The only way I can think this is like a good thing is that maybe because it is Brett Kavanaugh, it's gonna take longer. And maybe we can somehow stop it because, mm-hmm. I don't know, the whole thing's fucked up. And, and, the, and, and you know, speaking of Trump and his nominees, um, well, not really his nominees, but he did speak at the UN earlier this week. And he was laughed at yeah. <laughs> by people. What uh, was the statement that they laughed at about how effective he was? He or? said that... <laughs> During his presidency over less than two years has accomplished more than any other pre- presidency ever has. <laughs> and then they just openly laughed at him. <laughs> and he did say, oh, well, that wasn't the reaction I thought was going to happen. But He okay. did? Yeah. He said that? <laughs> uh-huh. But Trump oh, has been known gosh. to tweet and say like that the whole world is laughing at the United States like while Obama was president. Did he say that when, is there like a... There's audio that's of what he, That's audio of him saying that? Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. Wow. But, yeah, so there's that. That's a lot serious. I mean, you know, it's Trump trying to do his Trump rally speech in front of people that actually know what the fuck is going on and not people who listen to Fox News all the time and mm-hmm. Trump's Twitter. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I've been getting... Like just the other, just yesterday, someone at one of my vending stops said, "Man, you know, Trump's really got this state working." I'm like, "What?" Um, I get where you're seeing that from because, like, um, you mean people are busier, uh, the stock market is better, um, I think more jobs are being created, but it's not, not working for everybody. Right, and the jobs that are being created are not high-paying jobs. Mm-hmm. They're like pretty low paying jobs and wages are not increasing at the rate they should with relative to how this economy is doing. Mm-hmm. And that's be- because 
the money that we are making due to these tax cuts and whatnot is vastly slanted towards the top rather than uh, people that live in that don't live in fucking fantasy land. Was it a middle-aged white male that said that to you? Yes. <laughs> Shocker, <laughs> yeah, right? Imagine that. Imagine that. Uh, um, you've been following this race in uh, the Senate race in Texas at all? No. Ted Cruz against Beto O'Rourke. Really? Sure, I'm sure you've seen some uh, Beto O'Rourke videos on Facebook. I don't even know if you look at Facebook anymore, actually. Nick, you for the past couple of weeks, you have said <laughs> Facebook to me a lot. Did you see that video on Facebook? Did you see that person's post on Facebook? I have, like, hundreds of notifications from Facebook. And uh, I'm very proud of that. I don't look at it. I only keep it for Messenger and to pay, make, do the payment thing. But uh, tell me. <laughs> um, so... Um, Beto O'Rourke is the Democratic challenger to Ted Cruz in the Senate for Texas. And he's having an unprecedented amount of success in Texas. You know, mm-hmm. one of the yep. one of the Red. reddest of red states. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Beto O'Rourke. Beto? Beto, Beto, B-E-T-O. Ooh, I like that name. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Um, seems He's really good at speaking. Seems like someone that could be a legit candidate for president if somehow he doesn't win this mm-hmm. um he's very popular and going viral essentially wow. um but ted cruz and his wife recently got booed out of a restaurant wow um for he's an idiot though like he's i'm so stupid i heard um one of my favorite podcasters describe him as the literal incarnation of mayonnaise <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but so you know, I, it's a close race, and it's if if somehow he can pull it off, that'd be great because that like I don't remember, I don't even know, I can't think of when the last time a Democratic senator would represent Texas. Yeah, you know, it'd be big. And Ted Cruz is hated overall, and some of the shit Ted Cruz is like posting on like his things or his like Twitters and Facebooks about him. It's really weird. Like, there's a speech Better Rock gave about. The police shooting in Texas. Have you heard about that? About his post? About the police shooting in Texas. A little, yeah. Where So a woman a woman cop went into an apartment she thought was hers and just killed a black guy because mm-hmm. she thought he was, he was an intruder, but it was just not her apartment. She mm-hmm. claimed she was overtired for like a 15-hour work or whatnot. Um, <laughs> and so Better O'Rourke is doing a speech on that and like, you know, like saying like that that justice is not right and whatnot, and like whatever happens, it's or like if there's not like a murder sentence or it's like I I don't I don't I didn't listen to it. I just saw some cliff notes about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ted Cruz somehow reposts that and says, "See this, is what you have to look forward to," or something like as if that was a negative thing. His speech about protecting the rights of people that are just sitting in their home. Yeah. And then the, then the news, the first thing the news, not the first thing the news does, but one of the things the news focuses on is that there was weed in his house. <gasps> oh my God, that's like a, like um, uh, evidence or something. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that is so fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. That he deserves to die because he's weed in his house. Right, yeah. Oh my God, Shouldn't like that he's a criminal. Up? Who the fuck doesn't have weed in their house? Oh my God, that's. That's so crazy. Yeah, it's crazy that we wow. live in a world where 
a police officer can break into your house and kill you and get a manslaughter charge for it. Yeah. And not there. She might. She. I would not be surprised at all if she's not even convicted of that. Like. Yeah. Oh my god. That's. I mean, that's just murder. Like. Can you imagine like being a person of color? Like. Yeah. No. It'd be. Um, a scary, scary, scary ass world to live in. Yeah. Is there any um, uh, motive for like why she would have done that calculated? No, but I think the theories would be that maybe she was overtired, but more than likely she was probably drunk. And because it was, she was just in the wrong building, but there were clear signs that it wasn't her apartment, like a red welcome mat that he specifically put out the there. The wrong building. Like, I think it's I think it's like a situation like where you're in a a, co- a co- apartment complex. Okay, so that maybe she's like the they same match prop- on the same property, but in a different building. Right, like she was on the same floor or whatnot, just mm-hmm. different building. But there's a red welcome mat that's pretty obvious. That yeah, I don't think being drunk is an is any excuse. Oh no, it's not like, an excuse, but that that's just like really a theory. F- it's it's just sort of an excuse murder, you know. Yeah, and. It's like, like if you it doesn't excuse drive first degree somebody. murder like right yeah you know so she I I would well, I would guess if she was drunk went into the wrong place saw a black person shot the black person what the f- what the fuck even if he was in her house like you shouldn't just I mean well it's Texas come on I know and some Texas, breaking allowed, and entering you're allowed to like, murder your wife if you catch her cheating on you well breaking and entering in someone's home is that's a big deal but I mean. Mm-hmm. Gosh. the fact is people are afraid of black people especially black males and mm-hmm. people with guns are going to shoot them because of that implicit bias they have against them and it sucks and we have to work towards building and that's or in work, the, cul- the culture yeah. unfortunately we have to work towards getting better at it and it starts with um, being more diverse as a culture I mean, yeah. I'm very undiverse I'm very Everyone I associate with is pretty much white. I think I, um, I definitely, um, I, I'm not, um, in my friend group is not very diverse, but day to day, like I Mm -hmm. work with the public more so and it's pretty diverse. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, we're just a product of where we were raised and we were raised in a very white city. Yeah. With, you know probably maybe i wouldn't say like racism around us constantly but like some kind of a racism around i feel us. like i feel like that's the case yeah not 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 like violent racist right but like right now like casual racism yeah mm-hmm. yeah like and that's something we have to work towards mm-hmm. getting rid of and i don't you know i don't really know how to like you know get uh black friends or something like you know that sounds <laughs> bad like mm-hmm. well i mean i don't i only have white friends so i feel like that's also bad you know I'm kind of stuck in a place where you just gotta let it happen naturally and i can't force it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you don't yeah that's all you can do i think <laughs> but that sucks and <laughs> so one of the things that happened with ted cruz getting kicked out of or like kind of ran out of this restaurant with his wife is <laughs> someone shouted like uh Beto's sexier than you or something because Beto O'Rourke is like notoriously attractive 
Is he? <laughs> yeah, you should look him and see. But there's also a picture that leaked of uh, uh, um, um, Ted Cruz looking at his phone and like zooming in on a picture of Beto O'Rourke's face. Really? <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of funny. I mean, he's obviously I... insecure about that. Um, I don't know anyone that's less attractive than Ted Cruz. <laughs> So he's a gumpy, gumpy guy. How do you spell? Beto. B e t o. Okay, I got that. I'm sure. I can't think of any other Betos that I know. Is that coming up? Oh yeah, he is. Um. Better. Well, I mean, gosh, this is not <laughs> what I want to be talking about. This is his appearance. Definitely more attractive. So people in Texas, if for some reason you're listening, get out there and vote. Especially, actually, anyone everywhere, get out there and vote. I don't care who you vote for. just want more people to vote. Mm -hmm. And understand what you're voting for because that's a big thing. I see all these posts on Facebook from people I know and care about and they just seem so off and so wrong. And I constantly find myself writing out a t response than just deleting it not posting it because i know that like talking about it's just going to make it worse especially if you're not face to face mm -hmm. you're not working on reaching a common ground yeah don't they say that um the more evidence or the more you fight for your side the more it um it um excites them to yeah to stick to their beliefs mm-hmm Oh, that's really difficult to, like, accept. I am horrible at, um, like, having a conversation with someone that I disagree with. Yeah. About something that's really meaningful. I just, I just don't know how. I, I am so, like, forward and blunt, usually, that I just, I'm like, you're wrong. I don't care. You're wrong. Yeah, it's hard and to like, give someone the time of the day when they're talking about something that you like have very, very strong opinions against, and and that you think are like categorically wrong. Right. And, um, it's almost flab it's flabbergasting. Like when you when you think like, okay, there's no, there's no argument. No one really actually believes against this, but then you find people that do. Yeah. And like you like just. Like, I don't even know how to, like, explain this to you. And, and I don't even think you'll listen. Yeah, and it's usually not... Usually when I feel that way, it's not about um, the aspects of politics that are... Like, about the economy or whatever. It's, like, social aspects that... Um, really, I don't understand why they have any place in politics. But, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you should, like shouldn't be racist or yeah i don't know or um yeah that, that's you know. the hardest belief like i think most people even if they're republican or democrat they're mostly like they obviously swing left when it comes to social issues i hope so and if they don't then oh, it's real god, i don't i don't know god what, help I don't you all. what to do yeah <laughs> god <laughs> uh well, Mel, anything you want to plug? You want people to follow you anywhere? I know you don't use social media. Don't follow me. Please don't follow me. <laughs> um, watch Great Bridge Break Off if you want to have a good time and you know, have a good laugh after all this. 
Well, thanks for being on again, Mel. We will have you on again in another year. Great. <laughs> or whenever you want, really. We live together. Great. <laughs> uh, this has been the Split Six Podcast. Podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wigella. Follow me at Nick Wigella on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And follow us at Split Six Media on Facebook. You know, we don't really use that anymore, but, you know, do whatever. Remember, it's more important to listen to what somebody else is saying than it is for them to listen to you. Thank you for splitting six with us.